Yeah, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Keep You Keep You Keep Keep You Keep You Keep Keep Your Crown Up Crowncast. My name is Kyle the Conductor. Thank you so much for joining us here today. It really means a whole lot to me. You could park a car in that joint. That's right. So, speaking of car, shout out to my new joint, Vibrania. It's been about a year since I had this lovely lady in my life. I know uh, she may only make it two appearances since then. Uh, but, you know, she's here today. So, shout out to her. There we go. She got a little horn. I don't even know if you heard it on the expressway. But that's enough of that. Uh, today, today, today is the due date of my son. Uh, I'm not going to share his name. Um, we'll just call him Mosey for right now. Uh, short for Moses. That's one of like seven names we have picked out. And until we meet him, we're not going to have a name. So that's why and other names are none of your business. But Moses, because as a conductor, cool thing about uh, myself Kyle the Conductor. I got my name from my pop, right? Well, one of the one of the many reasons I came up with the name Kyle the Conductor. Um, one conductor is like in the physics and science standpoint, and um, a conductor as someone who leads people uh, musically, you know, different parts of an orchestra, as well as um, you know, keeps people on track. And Harriet Tubman, a great liberator, is the first conductor on this side of the Atlantic Ocean, and her nickname was Moses. And Moses was also a conductor who led his people, let my people go. Uh, that's actually slap a little bit. We may have to let my people go. Let my people, let, let my people, let my people go. That may be a job. Anyway, shout out to Moses. Uh, so I think it's only fitting that Moses, being someone who was drawn from water, uh, son of, you know, the king, the pharaoh that's moi uh should be recognized firstborn you know out here uh now some of the things he got into you know i may not necessarily rock with but hey he led his people so i was thinking about my son because he was expected to be here today so since when july uh we found out we were pregnant early august it was august 11th we were told my wife and i fiance at the time was told um you know, the 26th of March. So in our head, that's when my son was coming. But apparently, babies come when they want to come. They can come two weeks later or two weeks uh, early. So realistically, he'll be here any day now. Any day now, any day now. That's the song my brother Oba sang called for the Lyrical Soldier and uh, Z-Way, one of his students. Great song, any day now. Oba Sankofa, YouTube, check it out. But anyway, so, Knowing that he can get here anytime just had me thinking about you know, being prepared, being ready. Like, you're never really ready to be a parent, right? Um, apparently, there's no, I don't know, books and, and man, 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 manologues? What are those things called? Uh, manuals. That's what I was looking for. What is the other thing? I don't know. Um, there's no manuals for being a parent. My dad always said, it'll all be apparent when you become a parent. And I'm seeing that more and more often as we've been parenting our 13-year-old sister who's been living with us, uh, living with my fiance, with my wife first when she was my fiance for six months and then been living with me now for officially six months. And it's pretty dope because, or seven months technically, it's pretty dope because it's like practice <laughs> with someone else's kid who's already grown, but like the diapers and all of that stuff we haven't gone through like a newborn. So... When I think about uh, the things that I need to do to make sure that I'm ready for my son to be here uh, personally, like certain habits, uh, being more patient, 
being um, just the being a man that I want him to be like is it's tough. Like it makes you really think and do a, an honest assessment of who you are, what values you have, what are some of your shortcomings, and how you can improve those so you only pass on your best to your son. Because like I said, my little sister only been living with us for seven months, and I feel like she acts like me, and she's picking up values from my wife and I, and. We look forward to our son only getting our best, but we know he's going to get some of our shortcomings as well. And it's our job to mitigate that as much as possible. It's our responsibility to mitigate that as much as much as possible. So with all that, you know, it seems like a lot of pressure. I've, I've always been the kind of person to talk to other people to figure out how to make my situation better. Um, I haven't known too many great fathers that I can identify like outside looking in or people that I know closely, like Brother Oberson, Kofi Liberal Soldier. Um, definitely my homie Dave Shout out to Dave My godson Phoenix um, And that's probably a couple other dudes too That I don't really know No, But I see outside looking in But my uncle Bernard Definitely somebody who's been there But as far as like men I grew up with I didn't see a lot of great fathers um, Either absentee or They didn't, you know They say they're putting their best foot forward But, you know, talk is cheap um, So for me, I just know that I'm never, not never, never not going to be there for my son you know what i mean like i ask my responsibility that's my honor i get to be there for my son get to be there with my son um but anyway so i've been talking to people and lately i've been talking to my parents and my wife's parents and today's the first time i ever talked to my wife's dad um he lives out of state and um you know he's been around not been around whatever the case may be but just reaching out to him for some advice that we can give my son you know 10 15 years from now because i think it's important like my wife doesn't have any grandparents and it's dope that right now our son has all his grandparents and that's just a, such a blessing you know what i mean my grandma and grandpa died young 61 and 64 my dad turned 60 this year so for me i'm just like wow like it seemed like they, she was older when i was 17 but now that I'm getting up there. My parents are getting up there. It's like, you know, she died really young. So shout out to Cheryl Morris, my best friend. And uh, I love you, Grandma. Um, but let's get back to my son and back to my parents. So I was talking to her dad about some advice. Uh, he would want to leave. I was talking to my pop, of course. I uh, definitely want to record these things so when our son is older, he can hear from his grandparents. Of course, his grandmothers as well. And I'm thinking, like, what would I want him to know? Like, so... Today, I was had a chance to be um, at my dad's program at Chen University. He was a part of the uh, 1982 women's basketball team as the mascot. Um, so they were getting honored today. It's been 40 years since their like NCAA championship or something like that. So just seeing my dad in that light being honored, and he loved Chen University so much. He took me up there a lot when I was a young boy, and I ended up attending Chen University and just just the pride I had, uh, the pride we have in Chen University and uh, how proud of him I was and how proud of me he is. Um, then I took my mom out to dinner and it's our first time ever having a drink together. We've never had, I've drank around her. She uh, typically doesn't drink really ever. But um, so this was like few and far between, but we had a drink together. So it was like, that was pretty cool. It was just me and her for the first time. Only time we've ever been in the car together um, was during chemo like when it's just like as far as one-on-one -on -one, it's always me her and my sister shout out to my sister kayla gang 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 so it was like such a blessing to be able to be around my mom and just have us two uh for probably the last time before my son gets here so that was dope 
And as I think about what I want to pass on to him, I wanted to pass on the best parts of my dad, his charismaticness, his skills, his, whether it's on like photography, poetry, uh, or just working a crowd, right? I want to pass on my mother's kindness, her silliness. My mom is so goofy. Both of my parents are goofy, but my mom is so goofy and she's so intelligent. Like she has her emotional IQ is through the roof. She's very empathetic and not in like an enabling way. Um, such a huge heart. I want to pass on, um, I keep hearing about how charming his grandfather is, my wife's my wife's dad. Um, I want to pass on that tenacity and that love for learning and, 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 and bettering, bettering yourself that his grandmother on, uh, you know, my wife's mom has as well. So those are things he's going to pick up. But I want my son to know when he listens to this um, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, whenever, is that I love you. I'm proud of you. You made me a better man before I even met you because I haven't met you yet. Um, the fact that I'm still on this planet, I wasn't always sure what my reason was after surviving, you know, getting shot six times and briefly dying on the hospital table. And um, survivors go can have, you know, the, the enemy can play tricks on you. But knowing that seeing your face through like the 3D ultrasound and seeing, you know, feeling you kick and seeing your knees or hands or whatever going through uh, your mother's stomach <laughs> is like, wow, I'm going to meet this young boy. Like, he's going to be the light of my life, um, my reason for everything. And, and I just want you to know that it was all worth it, every sacrifice. And I just hope that you look back on the sacrifices made and see that I made sure I didn't say what other people do for whatever. You may not know this about um, other people that you're around or their parents, but sometimes parents will make sacrifices and not be around their children as much because they have to work. And that's something that they don't always get that privilege to do. Like not everyone's privileged enough to just stay home like your mother and I did for the first few months of you being here, or at least plan on doing, I'm trying to talk in past tense and present tense at the same time. But it's, it's really important to us to be there for you. So she gets 12 weeks off and then gets a couple months working virtually. Um, I'm not even sure if that's a thing in the future, but whatever. Um, and because everything I do is virtual, other than going to an in-person thing once or once a week, just to get out the house, um, maybe twice, I'm, I don't have to go anywhere. So getting to be there for you and be a stay-at-home dad is an honor. And I know your mother would love to be a stay-at-home mom as much as possible. So um, it's a sacrifice that I'm, if that means that, you know, less money coming up or I can't get the raise on one or whatever the case may be, like, who cares? Like, who cares, baby boy? So I love you. I'm proud of you. Um, I hope that you listen to this and smile and reflect on the good times. Uh, they say nobody's nerfic, <laughs> as in nobody's perfect. Um, but we did our best. And that's something that your grandmother told me today when we were at dinner. You know, everyone's just doing their best. And, and that's all I want from you as well. And for those of you listening that are not my son <laughs> and probably didn't need to hear this last minute or two, um, just remember that everyone around you, your parents at least, did their best, the best that they knew how. And it's our responsibility to do right by the, the young people we bring into this world and the, one people, the young people that are been placed under our care. So, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna get emotional. So I'm gonna hop up off this jaw. I'm almost home anyway. Um, a home that my son's listening. It's probably the property we visit every now and then. We'll drive by like, hey, you know, that's our first house. Um, but yeah, man, love you, baby boy. 
Mosey Wosey. Uh, I don't know what name we're going to stick with. You, your name may end up being like Bartholomew. Like, and you really almost named me Moses Cornball. Or like, yo, why didn't you name me Moses? I wish I was named Moses. Like, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, it's just such an honor. I don't know when my son's coming. I don't need to submit and let go of control and just know he gets here when he's supposed to get here. And I'm going to spend as much time as possible with my wife as we await my son to be here. What a blessing. So, all right, y'all, please uh, just accept my, my gratitude as, um, as a, the, I don't know how else to say this, but I'm ever so grateful that you decided to listen to the Keep Your Crown of Crown cast. Uh, my name is Kyle the Conductor. Please remember to conduct yourself more positively as you conduct energy in a room more positively and ultimately conduct our people to freedom. And look, have no fear if your homies ain't there. You can still make beautiful music with the people around you. That's just what conductors do, baby. So remember to trust the process. Trust your process. Protect your light. Keep your crown up. It's going to be all right. All right, let's go. Hey!